You're listening to Morning with Megan, a podcast where we talk about literally anything and everything. Mental health issues, life, the pandemic, your crazy mother, it doesn't matter. I'm listening and talking about all of it. This week, I'm joined by Gabe Greenspan, one of my favorite improvisers and fellow comedians. Take a listen, won't you? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, joining me this week, I have Gabe Greenspan. Gabe is one of my favorite performers in Los Angeles. Uh, I got to know him through doing quick and funny musicals at UCB. I also had the pleasure of being one of his co-stars, and I do mean one of his co-stars, in the play (laughs) Thrones, the musical parody. Gabe, how has your last two years been, buddy? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um uh, like goods and bad, some of the highest highs and the lowest lows I've ever had in my entire life. Like, yeah. tr- like really, truly. Um, and, and, and some of them pandemic related and some of them just life related. And, uh, but it's been, it's been a weird, like I was saying for the first couple months of, of pandemic stuff, like any given month, I was a different person. Oh yeah. You know, like like April, I was like, I'm gonna be the fittest I've ever been in my <laughs> life. And then like May rolled around and I was like, I don't care about anything. Like I'm just gonna eat whatever I see. Uh-huh. Um and, and so and that has just kind of continued. We're like, I'll have yeah. bouts of being like, I'm the greatest writer in the world. Here I am churning out uh, four pilots in a month, right? Wow. Uh and then that was that was April of 2020 for me. Was I was yeah. like, four pilots, one month, done. I've done my job. Wow. Back, back when we were like, oh, this thing will be like two months maybe. Totally. You know, where I was like, I'll I'll use it to be creative. Totally. Um, and then I have months go by where I'm like, is August over? Like, like where did that <laughs> entire – where did that whole month go? Month go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been a total like uh, mind fuck with um, timing. I feel like I'm in a constant flow state. Which is good and bad because I, like, this year, 2022 especially, has just been kind of like, I guess I'll go over here and try this. Uh, Maybe I'll go back over here. Maybe I'll retreat to my room for a week. Maybe I'll just be (laughs) super depressed and have a surprise chemical imbalance dip. And then- Hell yeah. It's just all over the place going over the map with everything going on in the world. You know, it's like currently we're dealing with everything going on in Ukraine. We're still currently in a pandemic. We're trying to figure out just how to be um, people, you know, and I kind of feel like everybody is sort of like a chicken with their head cut off. People are losing it. I feel like more and more even on the roads and stuff. Um, Absolutely. And I feel like it's like. You know, because we keep getting those like uh, dangling carrots of like maybe yeah. maybe we're out of it or maybe it's coming to an end or whatever, and then like a month goes by and it's like not really we're kind of, you know like I yeah. remember like around September October ish maybe of twenty twenty one where it was like it seems like maybe we're okay a little bit more and then like December hit and everyone had Omicron and it was like yeah. or not. Or not. Yeah. Like all my Christmas was canceled. All the New Year's canceled. Everything through December and January was just like, no, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. Like I think we finally celebrated with my dad and my stepmom in like February or like late January. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got super lucky, my my wife and I. Which also, I got married since I last saw you, which Yay! is another, like 
I which know. Which is one of those crazy things of like, you know, that was one of the crazy highs of this last two years is like, that's yes. amazing. But it was, you know, worked into the fabric of like, when we got married, it was in my folks' backyard and mm-hmm. everyone did a hard two-week quarantine to even be able be to there. be there. You know, like, so it was amazing. Wow. And it was also so of our current time um, yeah. and what we're all going through. But a we, wedding we to remember. A hundred percent. We were lucky enough to be able to uh, – my wife's folks live in Reno, Nevada. So we were uh-huh. able to like drive up there with little concern uh, and, and spend holidays with them, which was great. Um, but I know That's so awesome. many people who were like, oh, yeah, anything, any travel I was doing, any – sort of family or friend time was just immediately shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And also if like anyone has health compromising issues too, they're like, you know, even if you're clear and vaccinated and you've been boosted, still you hung out with Eddie last week. So I don't want to see you. And I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I'm so excited for you that you are married and your wife is so beautiful. Um, I yeah, agree, you're very sweet to say. She is. She is. So, how's married life? How are you guys doing? Good, good. I, I mean, like it's I, what I keep saying of like the pandemic, like couples who are together during the pandemic. I'm oh like, boy. if if you want to get married, if you've gotten this far and marriage is a thing that you'd like to do, you're good. Like, there's yeah. no thing that you're going to go through together as a couple that's going to be weirder or more time spent together or more like. No if, shit. If you if the pandemic has not ruined your relationship, your relationship is golden. Yes, like, you're fine. You know. Yes. Um, totally. And I I think that that like the fact that we we got our place in like uh, August of 2019, so we had like a handful of months to sort of be like we're in our new home and like we're making it our own before we were together shit hit the and fan. here. All the time, yeah. Um, and so it's so funny because we we haven't had any time as a married couple that has not been during the pandemic. You know, that's like, crazy so to think about, right? Yeah, it like it they they go so hand in hand at this point that it's it's sort of hard to be like, oh, well, this is what typical married life will be like, right? Because all we really have to go off of is what what pandemic life has been like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arlo and I have had the same experience too. It's yeah. like we we got married in 2015, but we still, right. you know, have gone through this pandemic and we moving too. We've moved two or three times. And so yeah. it's during, been like during, during. shutdown. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of because we 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 were in a studio for a little bit, and that was two people and two dogs in a studio apartment. And we That's were, I mean, rough. that that That's was rough. rough. That was amazing. We didn't kill each other in that, you know, yeah. regard alone. <laughs> And then we made it to a two bedroom and had, you know, a like kind of a uh, just kind of a weird situation there with that apartment. And so now we're, you know, in a great place where we have plenty of space. Great. We're not up in each other's grill all the time, which is fantastic. And it's like there's been so much we've learned each other about each other though, because we yeah. have been so up and so present in each other's faces. A hundred percent. And it's really brought us closer in a lot of ways, I think. Us too. We we definitely had. I mean, we had a period uh, leading up to. You know, we were 
planning a wedding and in the pandemic and trying to do a million things. And we were like, oh, we need to talk to so like we are just not like us alone just in this house is not gonna be enough for us to to feel good about things. Yeah. Uh, and so we definitely were like, we're but we both talked to a therapist and we talked to a therapist together and we were like I love it. That was so important. Um yep. especially in like the the middle to ending months of 2020. Um, mm. where it just suddenly was feeling like there was no end to any of this, where like it really got deep and dark for a while. Yeah. Having like just other people to talk to was great. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I'm a huge advocate for because no matter how strong or wise or how much we love our partner or our or you know any relationship, our friendships, our yeah. parents for that matter too. Yeah. There's always, you know, it always helps to have an outside professional eye. And I'm a huge advocate for therapy in general just because of that. It's like we can't yeah. We're not perfect. We're human beings. We can't do it all on our own. Like we have to have tools in our toolbox to really do it the right way. Yeah, and exactly. um, it's cool because I feel like more and more people are becoming more comfortable about that too. As far it as feels talking less about stigmatized now, which yes. I think is great. Yes, because um, it is so uh, important to yeah. just to have. You know, like even just to be able to have someone who's outside of it and isn't there day to day who can sort of more objectively be like, hey, maybe this, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. um, just feels like a, a really important element that like if it was not a mental health thing, you would never question this for, you know, like if it was right. a job, th- if it was like, you know. Uh, if you have like a construction worker who's like, I don't want anyone else to look at this project ever. Like, right. I think that they, you know, like I, I know that I've got this a hundred percent no outside help. That's right. insane. But right. because it is like you and your brain and your whatever, it has that like stigma of being like, well, no, I got this. Like, I'm good. Yeah, you know. like there's still a uh, fear that it's like, well, if I don't got this, then somehow I'm crazy. Or if I right. don't got this, then somehow I'm broken or I'm yeah. incapable. And I think that that's really important to break too is because um, like I mentioned, it's like we're just humans. I mean, humans yeah. are strong and we are able to endure so much, obviously, but we are also just flesh and blood. We're super weak and it's really important to be able to rely on each other and to rely yeah. on others. And I think that maybe part of the reason why people are relying more on others is because, you know, we're in a global pandemic and there's just been so much that's been taken away from us. And and I'll say sort of to that point, like, I don't, I don't know how it was for you. For me, when, when the initial shutdown happened and like all, cause we were doing like, we were doing quick and funny once a month and we uh-huh. had rehearsals for that going on and other improv shows. Like when all of that disappeared for me. Oh man. I I was like adrift. I had yeah. no idea what to do with I felt like I have no like the community that I love, the storytelling, the build, the relationships were all like gone, like yep. blipped out of existence. Yeah. Um and that was real that I think was the hardest part of early pandemic for me. I think going, I'm still dealing with that. Yeah. I think it's still hard for me and it's yeah. like I feel sort of, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but there's also a sense of lack of, or um, 
like a sense of self that goes missing with that too. Because I think I really defined myself as a performer and I really was like, well, you're this Megan, you know, you're this comedian or you're this musical comedian. And then when everything is stripped away, it's like, wait, what am I? If I'm not doing anything, what am I? And I, and I had to learn that like, well, you're not what you do. You know, you are, you you are who you are. Every fiber of you, every beautiful part that, you know, God or whoever the universe gave to you is yours. Yeah. It's not what you do, but isn't it amazing how once that is taken away from you, you immediately like you lose your sense of identity and community, like you're saying is so important. Not being able to see our friends and our colleagues, you know, our fellow performers. Well, and there's people who like, I, I consider to be like, you know, it's that weird gap of like. The the assumption now is like I probably haven't seen you for two years. Like mm-hmm. anyone who I'm seeing now, you kind of go, however close you you have been or how you know, like we saw each other every month easily. Yeah. yeah. Um and it, you know, you fall back into that routine with people, but there is that weird acknowledgement of being like, it's been two years since we've seen each other. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And it's like an invisible two years because we know on paper it's two years, but since it's all been, it feels like it's just one long sort of weird slide. So it's like, I feel like it's been like 2019, like end of 2019 to 2022 has sort of been one weird long year. (laughs) Yes. And that's exactly what it feels like, right? Is that like, uh because calling it an invisible year is exactly Right, I think, because it does not feel like, oh my God, it's been so long. It just feels like, oh, it's been a weird time, but we're yeah. it's, we're right back in it. You know, like Yeah. And, and that's what is so strange is that I feel like when things start hopefully picking back up again and, and the world sort of comes back in a way, I, I don't think anyone I don't think the the feeling coming out of it is like, oh my God, it's been so long. Right. I think it's more like, whew. Like, okay, we're back. Great. We're back. Like, what a weird – that was weird. That was uh, a weird And blip. now we're back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like being in this time feels – you know, there's days that, that – uh, like I was saying, like where did that month go? But then there's yeah. also days that are like excruciatingly long. Yes. Um, where you're just – you have nothing to do and or you have so many things to do that that is overwhelming uh, because there's projects that you're like, oh, it's that thing of like, well, if I had time, I would do all these things. And now the world is like, here's the time. And you go, well, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's that I didn't want to do these things. Uh, and it's go. still just as hard for me to make myself do them even though I have the time to do it. Oh, totally. I've definitely been struggling with that big time. And I have like all these lists of projects or things that I wanted to do that I just never did. I just never did, you know? And I think that I spent a lot of time just kind of hoping and waiting for things to come back to normal. And, and it's a little, it's a little confusing too, when you're writing as a performer, but you're kind of writing for nothing because you know it's not going to go up on stage anywhere. Right. And I don't know, you know, I know you did some some Zoom performing and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that, like a it's, handful. It sucks. It yeah, just, it was tough. Uh, it was t- there was no grit. No one like, no one ever mastered the way of doing it. I had some friends who did it a very good job of it. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, what I, did they do? Guys, they built around. They like used a program and put the windows 
in a way that made it feel like it was still visually interesting instead of it just being like, here's six windows next to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I thought was really cool. And they like, they allowed for uh, things that really felt like entrances and exits for scenes and stuff like that. So I, I like, I applaud them for that. And I still go, everything is stacked against you like i know it they they did the best possible version of that but even that is so hard it's so hard to do and as a performer you're also not getting those live reactions that we live for you know that we're just like that keeps the feed that keeps the beast fed rather that keeps it going it's so difficult and then you're i i was constantly in my head when i would do oh there go my dogs Oh, my, um, I'm waiting for mine. I'm just <laughs> waiting for mine to survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, you're just like um, watching your jokes just kind of drop off, not even the lip of a stage, but just into this internet ether of like, <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. so bizarre. Um, it's, yeah, it's wild. And, and then, you know, you do the like the actor thing of compensating and being like, well, then I'll make a bigger choice because yep. no one's responding. No one's responding. Um, and, and that just circles and circles until it's like, oh, God, what am I – what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's pretty fascinating. Have you gotten um, – now that things are opening up, you know, a little bit more, have you gotten a chance to get like into some performing again and get I, out there? I got super, super lucky. Uh, in that my I have a group of buddies called uh, Shipwrecked Comedy. They're uh-huh. like a YouTube comedy group. They they do um, sort of like genre based uh, web series. Stuff. So cool! Um, really, really fun. Really funny group. Um, and they, uh, you know, we were supposed to. They have this uh, headless horseman comedy series that they're doing, um, which was supposed to shoot in like March, and then it was supposed to shoot in September and. Uh, but it finally pushed to last month. Um, and so I wound up for almost all of Fe- – starting the second week of February and then all through that month, um, we were doing like 12-hour shoot days, five days a week. Wow. Um, and like actually actively creating something again in a real meaningful, pointed, like cohesive way. Oh, that must have felt and- so good. Oh my god! It was unreal. It was like coming out of like you know, uh, like a a cold pond and like breathing again for the you know. Like, it was just that feeling of being like, oh my god! For so many reasons, yeah. Um, both the community and the creating and the storytelling and all that, but also like, you know, at at some point in this time, I started having that like, am I even doing this? For what am I doing? This <laughs> What's for? I doing this for? Right? Like, uh-huh. what is this? Especially with because my wife is a like a lawyer, and so she's been working at home this entire time. Wow. Um, you know, she's had full days at the computer on calls doing stuff, and for me to be like, I'm being an artist the entire time. You know, with with no audience and no it was really tough to like keep that north star going. Um, Big time. I totally yeah. relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. So so being able to like be on set and go, oh no, I actually love doing this. Uh, like yeah. I want to be an actor because I like acting. I like making stories. I like creating. Instead of like I want to be an actor because 
hypothetically at some point I'll make some money and or be on TV and or whatever, you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. I had the same, you know, uh, realization myself over this time is like, you know, really asking myself like, oh, it's, you do it because you like it. You don't do it because of the supposed tos. You don't do it because of all the obligations you think you're supposed to be, or at this age, I'm 38 now. So I should have had X amount of things. Right. No, like right. that's the first way to shoot yourself right in the foot. You know, I've learned it's just because it just 100%. sends my depression and anxiety spiraling immediately. Well, and that's that's what like in the pandemic more than anything, social media for me has been like, oh Jesus, because like, mm. I'll see friends of mine who are like just booked this thing or like doing this, and I'm like, how? First of all, how? How? Like, how, where are these jobs <laughs> coming from? Um, and then I and then I go like, well, uh, their career is not my career, or you know, all the conversations that you have in your head, and like, but yeah, seeing seeing real success in our industry during the pandemic at at our level of like what you know uh my level of friends or people who I know who I sort of came up with was definitely a thing that I'd have to constantly check in with my own brain mm. and go like that's great like the fact that anyone that we know is having success right now is something to be like happy about Good that's point. wonderful yeah um, but it but it is always i mean it's a real struggle to be to see flourishing careers and not go but why not me right you know? right right and i had to ask myself too after i say why not me then i go but if it was you could you handle it if it was you yeah. would you be in a position where you could show up where you could you know not have these panic attacks and not have this anxiety sure. and this is something that you know like i've struggled with my whole life since i was about 12 i was diagnosed with depression and then the anxiety didn't start to later in life though yeah and so it has been manageable for a long time until fairly recently it's just been like a mess where i feel more agoraphobic i don't want to leave yeah. the house i have to force myself just to go to like trader joe's you know and I, like do I've things i've heard that in so many people my my wife and I, when we had the first time we went to the grocery store together during the pandemic we both were like i hate this yeah. i hate this um, it was that like, t- you know, that chest tightening feeling of just, being yes. like, I don't want to be around anyone. And I just want, uh, and then for months we did like food delivery cause we were like, yep. I don't want to have to do that again. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. But yeah. I think that that's like a universal and, and it's so funny cause like I, I know myself to be an extrovert. Like I do feed off of other people's energies, but even with that, there's been times during this pandemic where like the thought of going to a party or going to an event or going to a whatever is yes. so like abhorrent to me yep. that I'm like, I would so much rather just sit and do absolutely nothing. Nothing. Than I know. try to socialize right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually super comforting to hear you say that because I think a lot of times I know that other people are going through it in my yeah. in my awake brain. You know, it's right. like, of course, <laughs> right. other people. But like in that sick, sick, sleepy side of the brain, it's just like, you're a failure. You're a fool. You're the only one going through this. Other people are, you know, being successful during this time and you're right. wasting it. All those like negative thoughts that, um, oh, f- I forget who, there's an improv teacher that calls it, um, your inner Ramon. 
So it's like Ramon is inside you and hate Ramon smokes and Ramon has an accent. And Ramon is just like, you piece of shit. You dumb oh, piece of shit. Great. You'll never amount to you anything. Stupid idiot. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, fuck you, Ramon. You know, get out of here. Right. So it's like, it's good. It's a comfort to hear that. I also am saddened and so bummed out that, you know, so many of us are feeling that way because yeah. it's like, um, in a way, sometimes I think maybe maybe this pause was supposed to happen for a reason. Maybe this global pause was supposed to happen for all of us for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what that is yet. I I feel that same way. I mean, I think it was looking at like what I was doing and where my priorities were and all of that leading into it. I mean, I I definitely have – there are there are different things that have become too important to me over the last two years, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's parts of me where I'm like, as much as I would love to go back to like regularly performing and doing that, because I I think that that is a really wonderful thing for my soul. Um, yeah. I had like an an improv team who was like, hey, like last May, we're like we're gonna start up rehearsals again. Uh, like, are you in? And I was like, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Yeah. I think like right now, the idea of taking two hours on a Sunday to go rehearse towards a thing that at, at that point, I have no idea when when we even hit a stage, right? Right. To just sort of be still in the vacuum doing what I love, but but in the same way that I've been doing it kind of throughout the pandemic, right? just didn't didn't feel like a, a priority of mine. Um, and like having that realization was really interesting. Yeah. Um, because and I freeing, think, you know, freeing yeah, in a little bit of a way. Exactly. Because a, a year and a half ago, I would have been like, absolutely. Like we're right, but like this is, I have to do this because I have to keep I have that drive to. going and it has to be, uh, you know, um, every moment you're, is an opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And like yeah. not being like uh, beholden to that. Yes, I think was really uh, important, and, and I agree. Sort of gaining that ability to have, like, no, be an option. Yes, and I agree that it's quality over quantity, and it kind of yeah. goes back to what we were saying and talking about: of do I want to do this versus do I feel like I have to or I should? Right. right. Um, because I think that that that's probably an important question to ask yourself in many aspects of our lives. You know, am I doing this because I want to, or am I doing this because I feel like I should, or it's an obligation to somebody else? Um, I think that's important to always check in and make sure that no matter what you're doing, what serves, you know, you first, um, as long as you're not a dick about it, you know, just as far as (laughs) like self-care. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny though. And and, and because I feel like sometimes one can can go hand in hand with the other. Like I just started <laughs> my headphone. Um, <laughs> I just started. Uh, I, I'm turning 30 in two months, which is uh, very exciting and absolutely horrifying. And congratulations! I, thank you so much. You're so young. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I have so much of my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I was like, I want to personally. I want to get into like really good shape. I've always had like body image stuff, and I'm like, I want to be in the best shape I've been in. Going into my 30th birthday, that just feels like a goal I really want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then tied into that is the beholden stuff of like, well, I have to 
walk a bunch every day and do workouts and eat better and whatever. And like all these things mm-hmm. where I'm like, I would not choose to do these things. I do not enjoy doing these doing like, these things. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but knowing that doing them is propelling towards that sort of like larger real want of mine, a thing that I like deep down, I'm like, this is what I want to be doing. And so I'm sort of okay to suffer the slings and arrows that get me there. For sure. Um, For sure. But I think that that like there is a limit to what those things are. And especially in a, in like a, an artistic world, right? Where it's not, you can't have that same, like, I want the scale to read a certain number thing in the art world, right? Like there's no equivalent there of being like, oh, well, I'll do 10 commercial auditions because the 11th one I'll get. Right. Like, right. Very true. There's, there's not that same. There's nothing to gauge it to. Right. So it's harder to make the like, oh, my shoulds and have tos and whatever's versus my wants. Mm-hmm. It's trickier to um, figure out what that give and take is in Most a Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's funny too, because I think that like a lot of us have also, you know, kind of gone through these career changing thoughts as far as like, you know, well, do I want to do this instead? Or I've always liked a, you know, a, X, Y, and Z, or I've always had right. a passion for something outside. I've also heard a lot of people talk about moving, just relocating altogether, just being like, yeah. I'm, this is it. I'm done with LA realizing, you know, just sitting here a lot and having to do nothing in it has made a lot of people realize that it's not the city for them. It's kind of like without the hustle, why be in the hustle? Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I get it. I do too. I'm, I mean, at both of us, you know, it's like LA native and, you know, I've lived here forever and I right. love Los Angeles. It'll always be home, right. but I also hate LA. There's so many yeah. aspects that I <laughs> yeah. fucking hate, yeah. you know? And it's like starting a commune with a bunch of friends sounds pretty awesome sometimes. Oh, I, I <laughs> honestly feel that same way. And I, I've seen friends of mine who like have moved during the pandemic who mm-hmm. not necessarily in, in, acting and writing in that world but like friends who were like la is too much for me right now yeah and i want to go somewhere else uh to various degrees of happiness and or success yeah um, but i i really and I, I i'm sure you feel it like the fact that my whole support system is in la is in la mm-hmm. is like a real reason to stay i like, know i think i if know i it. was if my family and my whatever lived on the other side of the country, it, that is a real tough sell to stay in a place where it, it feels like – right. What you said about the the grind with no grind is exactly right. Yeah. Where it feels like treading water a little yeah. bit. And treading water in a city that is tough and expensive and uh, – So expensive. And a little unforgiving, yeah. Yeah. And that's – I mean that's the most of it too because I have – I've got some, like my dad and my stepmom are, you know, just outside of LA and then my mom Mm. lives a little further up North. So it's like leaving California would be, that would be really rough. It's like, those are where I feel like my ties are. But at the same time, it's just so expensive. It's so expensive. And, you know, it's like, sure, I'd like to have property at some point. It's probably not going to be here. Um, Right. 
And now's yeah. the time to start looking. So it's just, I mean, as far as like age appropriateness or whatever, but what right. does that even mean anymore, Gabe? Well, and that's the other thing. What I will say that a, a huge, wonderful thing in my life is that my wife is a couple years older than I am. Mm-hmm. So any sort of like benchmark milestone, like I'm this age and I haven't whatevered, <laughs> it, she's done already. Like yeah. I'm going to turn it 30 and she's like, cool, like yeah. old, old news, man, whatever. <laughs> um, and that is great. Like having someone who is like a little bit further ahead to sort of be like, listen, here's where the ship continues Goes. to sail. Like it's fine. Yeah. That is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and and uh, like helpful and, and takes a lot of the anxiety of like, am I not where I'm supposed to be or whatever that mentality is. Totally. Um, it does get to take that away a little bit. Um, yeah. Which is great. It it also means, you know, that like in terms of some things, it does – it quickens my clock or whatever that is in terms of like where I am in my life versus where she is in her life. Mm-hmm. I go Like, you know, for property and kids and all those things. Mm-hmm. We go, well, it's, well, now we're kind of on her schedule. Right. Um, right. Which, which was part of the – you know, that's part of the deal. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, when you find your person and your partner that like, there's elements like that where you go, if this is, n- this is a fundamental thing. If mm-hmm. this doesn't line up, you're going to have some troubles. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like, luckily we are very much of the same mind on all those things. That's um, great. But it's, it's really interesting to have, you know, I see friends of mine in their late twenties who are just in a very different, like. Uh, emotional place. and stability place not yeah um and i and i think i owe a lot of that to the fact that like yeah i'm i'm playing on a timeline that's a couple years further ahead um and and it's humbling in a really lovely way and um like important for me mm. uh, and what i f- want from my life and what to like be on this track yeah. Yeah, totally. We've got a similar situation. I'm a little older. I'm four years older um, uh-huh. than Arlo. And it's like, I think that that has helped out for him as well in a similar yeah. way. But he's also, he's super, to me, he, I, in a lot of ways, I feel like he's older than I am. Like, he's just like right. very wise, you know, it just feels like he's been around a few times. And, um, and it's so fu- I feel like that's so funny and so often the case in relationships like that where there's like a couple years difference where many times the younger person is going how did you how did you get here like yeah how did you possibly survive this yeah yeah (laughs) Um, which is always very fun yeah and it's funny it's like in our dynamic it's like and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but I felt like super worthless man because I've been the performer of the house and he's a performer too, but he's been the breadwinner during this whole thing. Like he's the one that's been making the money. He's the one that's been really working hard to keep us afloat. And I've just been doing like some dog walking here and there, maybe, maybe one commercial. It's like nothing's been going on, you know? I'm the exact same way. I'm the exact same way. And I have so much guilt for that that I put on myself because he doesn't, he doesn't do, he doesn't right. make me feel shitty about that in right. any way, shape or form, you know? And he's like, no, you do so much around here. You keep the house together and blah, 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 you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, thank, I, <laughs> thank you. We have had very similar conversations. 
um, where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not contributing. And it's like, you take out the trash every day and I hate the trash. It's like, yeah, but that's not the same. Like, (laughs) that's nice of you, but come on. (laughs) But come on. Yeah. And so it can be, you know, um, it's like – it can be frustrating to not feel like a lump. And I know, yeah. I know again, my worth is not in what I do. You know, my right. value does not lie in what I do, but it's right. really hard to break that pattern. I think because as performers, we are constantly seeking validation and we are constantly working for someone to go, Hey, great job. I see right. you. I right. noticed you. And I really like what you did. And so there's been no outlet for that. There's right. been no avenue for that at all for me as a person with OCD, ADD, and depression yeah. and anxiety yeah. and as a performer. I'm like, where's my thing? I need right. my thing. Where's the release? Someone, where's the- someone applaud me. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then not working on top of it has made me feel even more, you know, just like kind of like, man, what the fuck am I doing on this planet? Like what is going on? What is my purpose here? I'm almost 40, you know, and well, I should slow down. 38 is not 40 yet. I I was going to say, you got some time. You got some time. I'm working with a two month window here. You got some time. I got some time. Um, but it's like, sometimes I wish, you know, I could turn back the clock and it's like, oh my God, to turn, knowing now what I know and to turn 30 again would just be like, oh, I do this and that and this, but would I, would I? Right, right. I don't know. And and that's the, the mentality that I feel like the, the great pausing has given is that like the, but would I, if I had known kind of a thing Mm -hmm. of being like, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of living whatever truth I've been living the entire time. Yeah. And like perspectives changing, but I I figure I'm doing it all the way I would be doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're right about that. And I do think like I'm a firm believer in the fact that everything happens for a reason. Our choices, you know, everything is all connected. I think we're all connected. I think energy is like super powerful And connectivity is super powerful with people that way. And so choices, um, what am I trying to say? I feel like our choices are are kind of already planned, you know, like the stars are are aligned sort of for us. Not that there isn't, you know, the power to change our minds, but I kind of feel like the stars are aligned and we're just going to follow in those paths um, as close as we can. Yeah, I I think so too. And and I think, you know, it's it's that mentality that is – it's that like when you least expect it is when th- you know like that adage of like you know you find your person when you stop looking or like you book the job when you are going to travel and can't make it you know like totally that idea feels like i believe that to a large degree where i go well then if i'm changing if i'm taking whatever hindsight i have now to affect whatever happened then I'm losing some element of of that of that right. like it's when you least expect it right stuff um which which I attribute a lot of weird successes and things to throughout my life of just being like oh man that kind of came together in a way that I when I released the white knuckle grip on what I'm trying to do with my God. life career whatever is yeah. when something just sort of like comes through the cracks and you go, oh, well, I would have never expected X. Yeah. 
Yeah, most definitely. It's like just settling the fuck down, you know, and just like allowing life to take its course and realizing, I think too, that like, oh, I don't have control. I desperately want to have control and I desperately want to know what's going on at all times. I want to plan. I want, I have a fear of the unknown, Right. but there's absolutely zero control. There's not, it's impossible. It's impossible for us too. So it's like, I've said this before, but sometimes I wish I was just really, really stupid because ignorance is just so blissful. <laughs> just to be able to float along, just real I dumb. I get that. Oh, God, I really get that. <laughs> like, I would be pretty sweet some days, but um, – yeah. And also, like, way less ambitious. If I, if I could just, like, be not really ambitious and pretty dumb, I feel like my life would be much easier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, if I could just scoot that all out. Um, That's so funny. But, you know, I think that at the end of the day, it's like we're definitely here because we're supposed to be here. We're here for a reason. And I think that that's another reason why, like, I wanted to, you know, just sort of talk openly and open up this dialogue about how fellow performers and fellow human beings are just feeling during this time because it's so easy to think that we're alone. And it's so easy to think that we're battling these feelings and these emotions and these scenarios single-mindedly and it's such a group-minded thing well and it's it's so interesting to come at it from from a world like a a comedy and a specifically an improv background and, and apply that to sort of what's happening now right because like the the central improv tenant is like yes and and that right. requires someone else right you know like that requires <laughs> there to be someone else having that feeling that you're going, oh my God, yes, what you're doing and here's the other thing, right? Right. Um, And so like because we've all sort of been living in these uh, sort of vacuums and going, well, I don't know what anyone else is doing in in their stuff, it it is that feeling of of being able to open up the discussion and go, yes, I felt really weird and depressed for a very long time and here's how it affected – me specifically. Yeah. Um, and being able to be like, yeah, 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 right. I also felt these parts of that, but I had these things happening in my life. And like picking those things out of every of the universal experience and being able to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We're all in this same group. We're all on stage at the same time. We're all in the yeah. same group here. Yeah. Um, and we just get to like hear that. And I think that that's really important. I think so too. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And it does bring a certain sense of validation, at least in some small way, you know, of just like, okay. Oh, we absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and hearing it, the more you hear it, the more people you hear it from, we're like, no, even the people who like flourished to some degree during this time, like people who have had huge life happenstances or, or career happenstances, like – you could still you I think you could have the same conversation with any of them and they would still be like, Yeah, there were some dark months. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I was not good all the time. Just mm-hmm. because this is these things were happening doesn't mean that like I was doing great. I was doing great. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And perception is such a funny thing, isn't it? Because 
we can sit and feel sorry for ourselves and be like, oh, Gabe is doing so great. And I'm going to compare, 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 compare myself to Gabe. And then little do we know that Gabe is having a hard time too and comparing himself to whoever else. It's to, like uh, to the next person and the next person and so yeah, on and so forth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just this innate cycle. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think that I've also, I've really been trying to practice more self-care and self-kindness going off of right. that same note. Um, because it's so easy to throw ourselves under the bus and it's so easy to shit on ourselves. And it's really, really hard to go, Hey buddy, uh, I, I love you. Uh, (laughs) you're You're doing doing a great great. job. You did a great job today. Today was a great day for you. Like, yeah, that's super hard. It's really hard. And so I've been trying to get more in the pattern of that because I'm like, I know that it starts with me and it starts with self-trust first. You know, I've always known that. But I've been in this place where like with my therapy, I've been feeling like, okay, I was talking to my friend Joy the other day about this. I said, I've got all the tools. I've been in therapy for years. I've Mm -hmm. got all the tools. But what occurred to me was that tools need to be sharpened in order for them to be used the right way. And tools need to be dusted off, you know? Uh And I was like, oh, my toolbox is a little rusty. It's a little dusty. And that's why things haven't been progressing for myself at least as much as I know they could be on an emotional level. Oh man, that I I felt that. Yeah. Bit of knowledge. Holy shit. So um, I was like, okay, yeah. it's for me I know it's time to get back into regular therapy because I've just been like there's only so much I can do on my own. There's only so much my mental health medication can do on its own. Right. And so and I still have breakthrough depression even being on meds where yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, I, sometimes it needs retweaking or you try a different milligram or you try a different pill." Sure. And it's like it's just part of the process, right? And it gets so exhausting, but I forget too about the fact that just because I've been in therapy doesn't mean that I know everything and my tools still need to be sharpened because yeah, they get dull, they get overused and sometimes tools break and you need to buy a brand new tool or there's an upgrade. Right. Right. Uh, uh, Yeah. And and, man, that's so, that's such a great little like soundbite of knowledge to just have to remember every once in a while of being like, even when you feel like you yeah, it's it's a thing that I I remember when I was I was working at oh god where was it uh there was there was some acting thing where like I'd been doing it one way and then I started doing it a different way uh huh um oh it was I, I know exactly what it was my my friend Cassie um was this unreal like she'd been on Broadway she'd done stage performance her entire life she was like a musical theater girl. Um, and I was at the Leslie Kahn studio at the time in uh-huh. LA, and she came to study there and was in that class and she was really struggling with like g- dropping the sort of like, like st- I'm a performer on a stage mentality um, and, and getting into whatever Leslie was teaching. And, and the way I described it at the time, and I think this is true of a lot of things is like, you can be a expert skier. Like mm. pro skier. And if someone hands you a snowboard and says, <laughs> go ahead, everything in you is going to go, oh, well, I should be amazing at this. Uh-huh. Like I go downhill on snow on a board all the time. This is basically what I do. Uh huh. But it's really not. It's close. 
There's uh-huh. a, it's like it's there, but it's not the same skill and you need to let yourself like be a beginner again. Yeah. For all, all of the things that you have become an expert in, of which there are many, you know, the it's the tool bush, uh, like, yeah, I've used a hammer a million times, right? Yeah. Um, but it's that exact thing of like, it doesn't mean that I know how to do this other thing that I can justify as being similar, but I know is not the same. Right. Right. It's like a handheld hammer compared to a sledgehammer, right? hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. Where you go, yes, I get the mechanics of the tool and it's a tool that I've used before-ish, mm-hmm. but it's but this is a new experience for me and I need yeah. to let myself be a beginner and a novice and start putting in that time <sighs> and give myself the time to advance with this. Yes. And that's, that's – um... That's taking a deep breath and kind of surrendering your pride too and going, ooh, right. beginner again, novice again. Ooh, I right. don't like the sound of that. Okay, you Which know what? It's so scary. It is, but it's At so stupid. Point, like, yeah. Because we are, we're all just baby idiots. Right. I mean, all in, the, in the grand scheme of this world, in the grand scheme of, you know, the ancient, the globe, it's like we are brand new baby idiots, you right. know, on this right. planet. A hundred percent. Just trying to figure it out. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very real. Yeah. That's very, very real. Um, well, Gabe, what's one, what is one thing this week? You kind of shared a little bit, but what's one thing this week that you feel like, um, just grateful for, or feels like, uh, just kind of has been a positive influence or a positive thing to think about? Oh man. I mean, there's, there's all the love, there's the life things of like my, my wife and my dogs and my family and their health and all of that is great. We've been very fortunate that no one has, has, uh, been unhealthy during this whole thing. Um, but I'll say like for this week and kind of through the pandemic, one of the things that has been a weird, like real godsend for me in terms of dealing with this stuff, I, I got weirdly into Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. During the pandemic. <laughs> like deep, deep dive into <laughs> D&D. Because it scratched so many of the itches that I was like, oh, I was going to say it mm-hmm. was it's collaborative, it's storytelling, it's improv, mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. community. It was all those things that I was like, these are the things that are gone now. I don't mm-hmm. have them anymore. Um, and so when my friend was like, hey, man, what? try this. I'm doing this thing. Try it. Um, I took to it so quickly and I think so forcefully because it was that that element that I was yes. that piece of the puzzle that I that made me me. It's not you know it's not what you do. It's what you are, and you're not defined. Yeah. But like, I realized it's not like oh I need to be acting all the time, but I do want to have a community all the time. Like that yeah. is important to who I am as a person, and so finding community in this capacity was like a really, really wonderful thing Whew, uh, yeah. throughout this. Um, and I I was like it, – it's one of those things where you go, this is not what I thought was going to be. <laughs> this isn't where I thought my life was going to be headed here. Um, but it, it wound up being just like a lovely little saving grace that that first of all was all the community and all that. And then also for us where life is sort of like a soup – 
um, of time and whatever, having a marker of like every Tuesday at six o'clock p.m. Mm. I do this thing. Structure. I sit down. I have three hours to do this. Yeah, was so good. Having any structure, yeah, was like really, really helpful. That makes so much sense. There are so many elements that you mentioned that make so much sense as to why that would be fulfilling. Oh my yeah. god, that's so cool. Yeah. Do you guys play once a week or we play? Once, I, I'm in two different groups that each play once a week. That's rad. Um, so yeah, so I have like Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights where I'm like, great, I know what I'm doing. I do it every week. It's so much fun. Uh, I love I, that. I just have a, a group. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's honestly That's been so really, awesome. Really cool. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. For me this week, um, well, I was super. I was really, really looking forward to doing this. I was really yeah, looking forward is, to sitting down with you. I'm thrilled that you you asked me to do this. This is yeah. Like, really lovely for a number of reasons. First of all, just to catch up and see you again, but also I know. Like, it's just being able to have a talk like this is so healthy, so good. That's that's what I felt like too. I felt like it's needed, it's important, and I don't want any stigmas to be behind it. Every time I talk to someone on the phone, they end up being conversations kind of like this anyway. And I was like, you know what? I think that people are going to get a lot out of hearing each other. And I yeah. think that this is a time where people are really going to need it. And we don't know how much longer we're going to be in this. And I, my guess is probably for – Sometime it's yeah. going to be a new a new nor a new sort of normal for some extended period of time, and right. there's just still this big question mark that's on our foreheads. So I feel like um, anything we can do to just make sure that everyone knows they're not alone is really important. So thank you yeah. so much for joining me, Gabe. Where can we find you if you want thank to be found? You. Oh man, I uh, I'm on Instagram is probably the thing I do the most. Same at, here. At, I don't do anything else. I don't, I don't do Twitter. Really do I don't. Else. I don't do Twitter. <laughs> nope. I've never gotten onto Twitter. It <laughs> me feels neither. like a horrible hellscape that I don't want to be any part of. <laughs> um, but I'm on Instagram at Gabe Span. Um, I. I like made a TikTok that I really mostly use to look at dogs. Like yep. it's not, it yep. exists. It's also at GameSpan if anyone wants to see the two videos I've posted. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those, those are my places. Awesome. Um, hell yeah. And then when you guys start, um, you know, doing sketches again and, and performing live and everything, let me know. Cause I'll come and support and I'll also make sure to put a blip out onto the, in, my Instagram for you. Cause Absolutely. that would be I'm, so exciting. Yeah. Right. Just have it where it's so fun. We're doing, uh, we're my, my two man sketch group is going to Gray's Lake, Illinois to perform at a high school. Yeah. In, like, <laughs> at the end of this month that we're still going, I hope so. I hope that happens. Right. You know, who knows if the, we actually get there two weeks from now, the whole world could be different. All right. Um, but we're, we're like in the process of writing towards a, a show again and going, uh, Jesus Christ, what are, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, and it's, God. that's been really interesting. So if, if things like that continue, I will let you know. Please do. Please yeah. do. Um, well, thank you so much, Gabe. And I love you. Take care of yourself and oh, give I your, give your wife a big French kiss for me. I sure will. <laughs> and, and same to you and your lovely husband. Uh, will do. He likes kiss it. Him so, cause I can't. Um, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Bye Gabe. Bye Megan. You've been listening to Morning with Megan, podcast produced by Arlo Sanders, artwork by Joy Mamie, and hosted by me, Megan Parks. 
Please join my Patreon at patreon.com slash morningwithmegan, where you can get access to brand new episodes early and even some video footage if you want to see what we look like while we're talking and not just what we look like while we're listening. You know what I mean.